Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. My name is Brooke Brigham and I am the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. So today we're going to be continuing our discussion of season four of Love is Blind. Yes. This is episodes six, seven, and eight, I believe. And I feel like in this, in these episodes, I've gotten several questions answered mm-hmm. and some questions left open. <laughs> and yes. We'll get into the questions that have been answered and then some things that are still open ended. Yeah, there's um, definitely a lot going on with these people. Yes, but um, there were some I feel like with some of them, there were some aha moments of like, ah, yes, this is why <laughs> this is what it is. So uh-huh. we start out, um, they're leaving the resort in Mexico, and they are all traveling back to Seattle to move into these very cute apartments. Yes, apart- I have to say, they've really upgraded these apartments, yeah. or Seattle has better apartments. Yeah, because before, something like that. they were like these really utilitarian they look like little shoe boxes, like all dorm this rooms. cookie cutter. Yeah, and th- this is a very nice uh, apartment complex, um, and it's all there's a lot of greenery and yeah. trees, and it's very very pretty. No, these are like thirty five hundred dollar a month, or I don't know Seattle. Maybe I'm thinking about the Bay Area, but these are like three grand, twenty five hundred. I don't know. These I are nice know. apartments. No idea, but they're nice apartments. Mm- Nicer than some of the places we saw where they actually live. <laughs> right. So before they get too deep into that, we we go back to Zach and Bliss, mm-hmm. who are have just met for the first time in person at this restaurant in Seattle. And uh, Zach says he made a mistake. This is where mm-hmm. we left off the last episode. And he's explaining to her that he really likes her and that he regretted breaking up with her right away. And then she says, but you still proposed. Yeah, because he he told her, I knew I fucked up the minute you walked out the door. 
Like the minute he said the words, he right? Said, but she, but then she said, "Yeah, he, you." But you still went on to yeah, propose no. to Irina. Well, yeah, and and what I think is so interesting is she's absolutely right. Which is, if you knew you might made a mistake the minute she did that, why didn't you take a pause, right? And then tell the producer, tell the producer, wait a minute, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. I made a huge mistake. Hold on, but you kept going. She's not wrong. No, she's not wrong at all, and. um I think in this part, did he, or maybe they got into this later, but, you know, basically what it comes down to is I think that Zach felt that he didn't, he wasn't good enough for bliss or didn't deserve bliss because, you know, he has some issues yeah. about feeling worthy enough. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he felt more connected to Irina. Well, she's just. Well, well, they, they get into this later, but yeah, well, we can talk about that then. Cause okay. I have a lot of feelings about the way Zach handled a lot of this. Okay. But well, you know, I, 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 they are, I but don't, she's attracted to him, which is yeah. very different than Irina. Like she's right. into him. She is into him. She's trying to play it cool. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be very, very cool. Like, well, yeah. I don't no, know. She, she definitely, and a few times I was kind of like, okay, bless, but I, she has the right to, because she's, she's making him work for it. She is not going to just let him, she is not going to just be like, okay, and just let him slide right back in. Like she's, she's, she obviously is attracted to him and wants to try to make this work, but she, she, she has a lot of, you know, she has pride. She has yeah, her feelings ego. are hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So she's playing it cool and she doesn't say anything about, you know, well, Let's do this again. She just mm-hmm. sort of says, kind of peace out, you know. Yeah, like, bye. <laughs> nice to meet you. So walks out of the restaurant and I'm thinking, okay, well, we'll see where this yeah, goes. Yeah, I, I thought like, oh, wait, they're not going to try to make this work. And I, I thought in that moment, oh, this is it. Okay. Yeah. So she she didn't seem to want to see him again. Yes. But she was just playing playing hard to get. Yes. Good for you, Bliss. Yeah. So then um, I think we go next to Kwame and Chelsea. They are checking out their new apartment and Kwame's saying that, you know, three weeks ago he was at home playing Xbox in his boxer shorts and (laughs) now he's here and he's, uh, you know, moving in with Chelsea. Yes. And so they immediately start discussing chores and, you know, how do you, what do you do with your dirty dishes? And do you just put them on the counter do you put them in the sink do you put them directly in the dishwasher and she's saying she does not want to go to bed with dirty dishes yes and he as seems kind of horrified like oh my god (laughs) do you are you want to do you go to bed with dirty dishes in your sink um very rarely Mm -mm. um but i know when like when my daughter was younger I I could not go to bed with a dirty kitchen because, you know, when you have little kids and Mm -hmm. everything's so hectic in the morning, like if I saw a dirty kitchen in the morning, it would just Mm -hmm. stress me out. Yeah. So I would always, always clean the kitchen at night. But now that, you know, I'm an empty nester, who gives a shit? Yeah. (laughs) No, I listen. And I understand this one. My son likes to make um, food at night for himself. So many times I will wake up in the morning to like. 90 pots and pans oh my with gosh. sticky stuff all over it and it's it really it it does do me in it's like i just you know that's so annoying drives me crazy i've well, had a few and he's gotten better with it i've had to have a few talks to him with him about like can you just at least soak them yeah well <laughs> and the worst is like when my daughter comes home from school it's as if you know she she just reverts back to being a child yeah and she does not put a dish in the dishwasher or wash dishes she just 
she'll put them in the sink. Um, but that's as, as far as she goes. But when I go to see her in college and, I, uh, you know, her kitchen is spotless. She does her dishes yeah. right after she cooks. Um, you know, so I don't know why she can't seem to do that here. But maybe someday. Yes. Though when I go to our even our mom's house, I don't really like to do dishes there. No, I I'm don't. Like put I, them in there. I usually just put them in the sink. <laughs> Someone's doing them for me. I know. I guess it's just genetic. Yes. Anyway. So anyway, so they have a discussion about that, and then he says that uh, he wants her to make sure she flushes the toilet every time. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this Ooh. is really getting real. Like, yes, this is, and apparently. Where you are, Kwame, you don't have um, the water issues yes. that we have here in the Bay Area because here people really don't flush oh, their I toilets don't, at I, all. No, because and growing up, we've lived in California our whole lives. Uh, we've always been in a drought. Yes. Always. So you're never supposed to, yeah. you know, you never ever, if you just pee, you're never right. supposed to flush. When we were Unless little, you got company over. Yeah, when we were little kids, we were taught, yeah, if yeah. it's mellow, let it... Yeah, if it's yellow, let, let it mellow. mellow. Um, so I, I was like, calm down, Kwame. <laughs> well, I have a lot of feelings about Kwame, and I have some theories. Okay. So well, do you, do you want to just? No, I'll share these in a in get a few. Into that. Okay. So the, yeah, now we're just kind of going through the couple. So Paul and Micah, I have here that um, he brings up that. Um, or does she bring it up? No, she brings she it up. She brings it up that Irina... Oh, Irina confessed to her, like, the last day in Mexico... Yeah. That, that she had feelings for Paul, which I just thought was super dumb. Like, why would you yeah, do well, that? Yeah, well, she was attracted to Paul. Yeah, and so... Um, Micah tells him this, and he's just kind of like, huh? And... I don't really have very good notes on this part. I don't... I, I know that, like, she... She was upset. She was, she realized that this Irina is really not her friend. Yeah. Yeah. I think Micah has some, some awareness here. And then, but Paul says like, listen, I have no, I have no love for her. I don't mm -hmm. have an attraction for her. And I think obviously if he did have an attraction for her, cause that's what I kept saying that wasn't, Irina was paired with Paul during these, during the pods, during the pods. like if there was some there, right. there that, that there would be something so and i think that's obviously you know paul's feeling and and i think mike is feeling like you know you didn't like him then so why do you like right. him now and then they flash back to a scene where they're in the pool and i guess irena was kind of hanging on paul's leg and mike i guess didn't catch that but he told her about it and mm -hmm. that made her even more upset i, I mean irena was just trying to stir up some drama so she could come back on the show yeah you know, yeah. well, Micah, the other thing that I thought was really interesting was that Micah points out that Zach was doing the same things, acting the same way, being the same goofy person that he is in the pods th that, you know, he was Zach was being Zach in the pods as he was once they were in Mexico, mm -hmm. but that she now hated it after she saw his face. Right. So and it was all just physical and she she wasn't even willing to give him a chance. Yeah. And she in Micah, I have to say, Micah I was kind of up and down with Micah in these last three episodes and but you know, she does admit that she's been laughing along at Zach, mm -hmm. you know, but he was really just being his genuine self and I think that 
Micah seeing how Paul is with Zach. I think, you know, here's her partner is Paul and Mm -hmm. she sees that Paul and Zach are friends and that Paul respects him and likes him and is kind to him and treats him well. So I think that Micah now is, you know, I think as she distanced herself from Irina, I, you know, and I think that meeting Micah's friends later on in the, you know, in the third episode that we mm-hmm. watched is, was very, very telling about Micah and who she attracts in her world. Yeah. And we'll talk about that then. But like, I think that we're starting to, we, I think these episodes, there was a lot about Micah and Paul. And I think we got to see a lot of Micah and who she is mm-hmm. and what makes her tick. Um, so, uh, so the other okay, so the other pe- the other couples check out their apartment. I I didn't remember anything significant about this part with Marshall and Jackie or Brett and Tiffany. They just kind of show them. Yeah, they see the apartment coming in, looking around, talking about how oh yeah, it's twenty days until the weddings, um, and so then they go to. They go back to see their real apartments. Yeah, who is this? Okay, so well, first, so Chelsea, Kwame and Chelsea go to Chelsea's apartment, Mm -hmm. and he comments that there's a lot of pink stuff everywhere. Yeah, he's kind of like, "What's happening?" And she said that she was in a relation, her past relationship, her um, boyfriend was really controlling about how to decorate, so she decided she was going to decorate however she wanted, and that. He would just have to get used to it. There was going to be pink stuff in their apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought this was a very vulnerable moment for her. I mean, you know, she just talked about how, like, this was important to her mm-hmm. to be her true self. I really think Chelsea, you know, she's very mature for she a 30-year-old. Is. I was thinking about when I was 30, I was not that mature. Yeah. Well, she also said that single people have a lot of lonely nights that she would FaceTime friends when she eats dinner. And she... You know, of anybody on the show, she is the one that I feel like really, really wants, you know, not mm-hmm. so much of wanting, not that she, like, needs it, but she wants it. She wants to have a family. She wants to be in love. She wants, you know, kids and all of this. And I'm super nervous about Kwame. Oh, I totally. I am so nervous about Kwame. And um, we'll when we get there yeah because everything she says that's very real and gen- mm-hmm. and you know genuine he pushes back on yes yes and it's yeah it's mm-hmm. it's very nervous so um okay so then i have here brett and tiffany do they go and meet tiffany's friends yes and um i don't know she has some intense friends but I don't know. I, I liked her friends. And I think that that's a real contrast when we meet Micah's friends. Right. It's a real contrast of Micah's friends, 26 year old friends and Tiffany's friends, 36 year old friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, literally, I have one page of notes. I have like 90 pages of notes for everybody else. But I have one page of notes for Tiffany and Brett because I just love them. And there's nothing like there's nothing to talk about with them because they're just so amazing and wonderful. I know. I don't know what they're going to do. They've yeah. got to find something. Well, there's there's 
there's truly nothing. I mean, obviously, right, Brett meets Tiffany's friends. Her friends, I thought, were really lovely, care about her, asked very good questions, mm-hmm. like very thoughtful questions of like, <clears throat> and questions that are like, what is it that you love about her? What made you pick her? And he gave, of course, amazing question mm-hmm. responses, and they think he's great, and that's it. See, I don't know. I had a different reaction. I, oh. wrote, I wrote down here, her friends are scary. Oh. Because I felt like they were putting too much pressure, like they were saying, make them babies and oh um, i don't know i felt like that was a pretty i mean she is 36 well and one of them was crying and she was saying that um you know that talking about how she had to make sure that brett was the right person that because she was giving tiffany to him and i was like ladies calm down i don't i don't know i found them in intense okay well in comparison to micah's friends i thought these people were a lot more together but maybe yeah i know i don't and maybe i just have shitty friends because i've (laughs) never had friends like this micah's or tiffany's that were so invested in my life that they felt like this great need to interfere on this level and you know like and yeah. I wouldn't do this to another person's no. partner. Also, yeah, and I think that puts a lot of pressure on someone to, you know, it's like it's like they're looking for this approval, like, okay, yeah, this is it. This is the one. This is the guy. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, they've only known each other for two weeks. Yeah. So, to But they put, are getting married in two weeks. I know. That's the thing. <laughs> this is a lot. This is a lot. This is so completely abnormal. I guess yeah. that's the, my point. It's yes. The, this whole thing is abnormal. Nothing normal and, about I, I it. I don't know. And maybe the cameras make everybody crazy. I don't know. And the producers probably hype them up and tell them, you yeah, know. Your job is to, yeah. to, to make sure that, you know, whatever. Exactly. I didn't think the friends were that bad. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Whatever. Well, so then, okay. My next notes, uh, says about paul oh paul and zach get together and yes talk. yes and um these guys are actually you know friends mm-hmm. um from the whole experience and um <laughs> paul says that he likes that micah understands that life is chaos and she's not overly analytical and then he says she meets the minimum criteria for a perfect woman <laughs> yeah i didn't understand what that minimum meant. criteria for a perfect woman yes. okay um but paul has a hard time expressing affection yeah paul is very just kind of he's very analytical yeah very kind of monotone and that's why they're they're such an odd couple um and then zach says he thinks micah would genuinely follow him everywhere micah needs affirmation yeah i get well i think what I don't know. I think Zach's projecting a little because mm. I feel like he's kind of going to Paul saying, listen, don't F this up the way I did. Right. You know, make sure that you're affirming and being kind and thoughtful and all of these things. Okay. And then Zach says, you know, he and Bliss have chemistry. She's the full package. Yeah. And then this is what I thought. I thought this was a very interesting part of their conversation. Mm-hmm. So Zach says, and this is something I think this is one of the big problems right now with people and dating um, younger people or just any age, really. Um, so Zach says there are a million options out there. Mm-hmm. At some point, if you want to get married, you have to pick someone. What is the cost of continually waiting for that better person mm-hmm. or continually just trading, always moving on to someone better? And I was like, yes, like, yes. that's the problem. Like, you know, it used to be your dating pool was 
very small. Yes. It's whoever it lived in, you know, your town. Mm-hmm. It could be really small if you're living in a small town. But even like living in a city, you're only going to come across a certain number of people. You yeah. know, it's not like you're all over the entire city, you know. So now the dating pools are it's global. unlimited. It's across yeah. The- Across the Global. world, not even the country, the right. world. There's a great book called Modern Romance. I may have mentioned this before on the podcast, but if you're young and if you're any age in dating and dating on apps, get the book Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari and a social science scientist by the name of Eric something. I'm sorry, but it's a really good book. And they get into this of like once upon a time in the 1950s and 60s, the average person met and married someone that lived within a two to three block ratio of where they grew up. And what they really wanted to try to understand in the world of dating apps, why is it? Because Aziz Ansari's parents were a, um, a, they were a, why can't I think of the word? Arranged Arranged marriage. marriage. And why is it arranged people that are arranged marriages? Why is it that they're more successful than people that marry for love? Mm -hmm. And one of the big reasons is because when you're in arranged marriage, you're the way and the expectations that you go into it is you don't expect this person to be your moon and stars and all of Mm -hmm. these things that you go into it. That I need to, I need to learn to love this person. I need to learn how to get, understand their habits. They need to learn me, all of that. And what the book, the book does get into this is, is that now that the world that we live in, because we're so isolated from each other, because we are, we expect so much from our partners. We want our partners to be our therapist, our best friend, our, you know, our comedian to make us laugh, to make us do this, to make us do, you know, everything to us that when someone doesn't show all of this to us, because we have this access to other people, people are constantly, and that's the problem with the apps. Yeah. Is there's, oh, there is always, oh, I matched with this person. They're, they're cute. Ooh, but I can match with this person. And this date was good, but it wasn't, it was a nine, but it wasn't a 10. Let me get back online and see. And, and you're right. You're, you know, people do, I blame movies and TV, but people really do have this very false idea of what love and marriage is supposed to be. Well, yeah, and, the, and people don't want to settle because they think there's something better. You know, the next person who comes up is going to be better. And it's I think it's very unhealthy. Yes. You know, it's it just is. and that's that's why people a lot of people have a prop, even though they have this wonderful person yeah. in front of them that they connect with, whatever they're I think. They're always thinking, well, maybe there's someone who's better or. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting. Yes. And obviously, you know, these guys, they're they've gone on this um, TV show. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're even I don't know. It's hard to explain. So then um, next, there's a scene where uh, Micah and Irina have a little confrontation. This is interesting. Yeah, so Irina basically says, again, I just felt a connection, you know, with Paul. And um, then Micah basically says, well, Paul doesn't want, Paul doesn't want to see her. No, Paul's not, no, because Micah basically sits her down and says, um, she was really uncomfortable with Irina talking and touching Paul. 
and it put her in a negative headspace. What was really interesting was that, and what was revealed to us was that Micah apparently, um, Micah says that she really stood up for Arena when they were in the pod. So apparently, mm, nobody no, liked Irina. No, but none of the other women like liked Irina ex- at all, except for Micah. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Micah had ostracized herself from everybody else. And and I'm sorry, Arena had ostracized herself from everyone else. And Micah was the one that stood up for her. So Micah is pissed because she says, you know, I considered you a friend of mine and now you're making me doubt you. And, and then she says, she says this, which she then tells her, you know, and Paul's not even interested in you. And you can see Irina's <laughs> face, like yeah. that fall, that little awareness and fall. Um, well, what did she expect? I don't who, know. Who, who tells their quote unquote friend, mm-hmm. you know, I'm interested in your not just boyfriend, fiance. Yes. And I'm attracted to him. What does she expect Micah to do? I mean, Micah, I'm on team Micah on this. Yes. one. I mean, she has every right to be pissed. Irina is a horrible person. So this is I mean, this is bizarre. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, listen. Absolutely, I'm with you on the Micah thing. I just thought it was kind of interesting in that moment. Like, Micah really loved delivering that. You could tell that Micah was very much like, you know... Nobody liked you. (laughs) I, you know, stuck up for you. Yeah, and you are a virgin who can't drive. Like, she (laughs) was, you know, she just wanted to stick it to her really hard. She deserved it. Yeah, she did. She really, really did. And then she was like, and I just don't know about our friendship and hanging out in the future. It's like, you know, Micah. You knew this girl for a couple weeks and in a very weird situation. You don't need to be friends with her anymore. She has, she probably has her own friends in Seattle, like, end this friendship. Yeah. This is it. You're done. Bye-bye. All right. So then what happens after that? So I think then we see Marshall and Jackie together. And, you know, this is really... Oh, my God. This is really a recipe for disaster. Because, so Jackie says she's never experienced love before. Never been in (sighs) love. You know, she was so enthusiastic on the show and the pods and whatever. And then the minute, you know, they got to Mexico, she just completely flip the script Mm -hmm. all of a sudden she's just this um terrified little girl who doesn't Mm -hmm. know like what to do or how to feel or you know and just talking about all the things with her family and this and that and here's poor marshall just trying to cook her breakfast Mm -hmm. you know and well i have thoughts about marshall too but yeah okay well she's saying no one's ever made her a plate before yeah i mean and i have to say those pancakes those look fluffy they look like fluffy they looked good and then he made like a fruit compost from scratch and eggs and probably bacon i mean this was a full like a full brunch full it was a full brunch it was and he went to the market too he was been up earlier like hours i know he just seems like a gem he does he does but um yeah no it's really sad she says that she she tells her family about being engaged but they don't believe her and it's like so what huh she said her mom was mad at her because marshall says yeah i told my family and they're Mm -hmm. all thrilled and his sister and brother-in-law show up you know later in the episode or maybe the next episode i'm so confused i I hope and i understand that she's speaking around it because obviously she doesn't want to reveal maybe some family things that are going on on Mm -hmm. tv but she she says these very cryptic things that are like her family isn't behind her 100 percent, but she needs to make sure they're good she says they're hurting right now. So it's just so hard to figure out, like, what is, huh? Like, what is, 
What is this dynamic? I have some well, theories about yeah, that. Yeah, I just think Jackie is like the head of her family, clearly, like mm-hmm. in many ways. And these her family's probably saying, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. we need you. Come back here. Why are you off, you know, doing this? And, yeah, probably. And uh, yeah. And why did she go on the show? That's yeah. another thing. It's like. You went on the show, knowing the premise of the show, and then as soon as you get engaged, you're like, I can't do this. I don't have time for this. I'm not mm-hmm. equipped for this. I'm not ready for this. My family, this. My family. I'm. The... What, why are you here? Yeah, that's a good question. I, it's very confusing. So I think that, that this episode ends with um, uh, Kwame meeting Chelsea's dad. Oh, yeah. That whole thing I thought was so weird because... <laughs> They're getting ready to meet the father. And so they're both really anxious. And you Mm -hmm. can tell how anxious they are. And she's anxious. So the more anxious she gets, she's, you know, getting him anxious and making him, you know, feel angry. And then they're getting into this discussion about who lectures who more. And then did do we see the dad before the end of the episode or no? I think so. So or maybe it's the next one. That we see the dad? It's the beginning of the next episode, Because I swear to God, I called this much ado about nothing. Because we open up the dad. Like, you're, you're wondering in your mind, like, well, oh my who God, is who this is guy? this guy? Because the, 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 the implication is, is that somehow the dad's going to have a problem with Kwame being black. Yes, I thought it would either be that or dad was this big brute kind of a guy that's not, you know, is unreasonable and difficult insensitive. and sensitive and yeah. all of this. And, oh, my God, this is going to be a problem. And all of a sudden, this guy, Charlie, shows up and he's the most he's the sweetest guy. And he's just like this mild mannered middle aged white guy. You're right. just kind of like, oh, this guy, you're all afraid of Mr. Rogers over here with the big sweater. Like, yeah. And this she- is what we're really worried about. And Chelsea said, well, maybe this is what she was nervous about. She said that she that her dad didn't know she was doing the show. And so she had to explain the premise of the show because he had no Uh idea. Like, well, hi, who is this guy? Where'd you meet? And so she had to explain all that. Mm -hmm. So I think she was nervous about that. But then when they explain it, they're engaged or whatever. He's like, oh, congratulations. Yeah, He seemed genuinely happy. Yeah, so that, yeah, it was much to do about nothing. All right. And then we find out that actually Kwame doesn't even live in Seattle. (sighs) So this, this is what got me really angry. And this was, I was feeling really good about Kwame. Mm -hmm. I was feeling good. I was a little nervous in Mexico, but I saw how, you know, things were going and I was feeling good. And the minute I heard this, I was like, oh, wait a second here. That, yeah. That is frustrating because hello. And and this is also with Micah too, who also apparently splits her time between Seattle. Yeah, I don't think she really lives in Seattle either. And Arizona. So Kwame, what did you think? What did you think when you signed up for a show that Seattle, where this is, we're in season four. If you've watched the show, you know it's based on where mm-hmm. you live. This is why. And the shame, I mean, the producers I know probably picked him because this creates some drama too. Mm-hmm. But what did you think was going to happen if you met someone who lived in Seattle, had a life in Seattle? You meet someone who has a job that cannot travel who's based in Seattle, mm-hmm. who told you very clearly they want to have children and it's there. I was just like, oh, crap. Kwame's doing it for the fame. Totally. Kwame is doing this for the fame. 100. He basically got wind that it's, oh, it's Seattle. I mean, yeah, just close enough. Close enough. This is great. And yeah, 
It, I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. This is all about fame. Yeah. And you know what? I looked at his Instagram. Oh, you did? Okay. He, What's the 411? Total fame chaser. <gasps> he has all, all the poses. He reminds me of the guy. Was this Love is Blind? Or maybe it was The Bachelor. I don't know. There was someone very similar to him on one of those shows. Um, yeah, no, he... All the pictures of him are perfectly curated. Mm -hmm. Like, who's the guy that you're talking about? Um, oh, from the other show. Yeah, I can't. Should... I can't remember his name. Oh, but there was another guy that, who was just like this. But anyway, he's got. He travels all over the place mm -hmm. and takes all these, you know, model like pictures of him. There's this one picture of him like pulling up to one of these really cute kind of A-frame, look like an Airbnb sort of type house in the woods. Mm -hmm. And he's pulling up in this black, very expensive Mercedes and doing the slow walk out. And I'm like, what is this? You know, he he wants, he did this for the followers. Yes. He did this for the fame. Yes. He did this for the attention. He doesn't give a shit. And, and every, and, and the whole time, the rest of their storyline, as I was watching it go on, I'm like, Oh crap. He is coming up with excuses. Yes. Now. He is coming up. He doesn't with want excuses. to move to Seattle. He doesn't want to move to Seattle. And he's already coming up with reasons why. Mm -hmm. Reasons why this is not going to work. And he is going to break Chelsea's heart. And I, oh, I'm so pissed. I'm so angry. Yeah. At him. <sighs> yeah. And, you know, I just think that the only regret or thing he had about Micah was when he saw Micah, I think he thought, he looked at her and thought physically, mm -hmm. well, she's kind of just more what I am used to or into or whatever. I don't think he really gives a crap about her either. Or maybe that Micah's from, like, maybe she's really Arizona and that he sees that kind of lifestyle that she has. Because mm -hmm. that's the other thing is I think the other thing that bothers Kwame and we learn is the fact that, you know, Chelsea doesn't have a fabulous lifestyle and, you know, can't... She's a speech pathologist. She has <laughs> yeah. to... You know, she, she has, has to work. She has to get up yeah, and go she's work gone. with children. Yes. Like, yeah. Every he, day. Yeah. He says something to... Seven to seven. Yeah. She's gone seven and, to seven. And he's she complaining that he has to walk the dog three yeah. times a day. Yeah. And she keeps saying, well, welcome to marriage. Welcome yeah. to life. This is what we signed up for. Yeah. You said you wanted to get married. Yeah. And she's right. It's like she's calling him out. And yeah. it's, they, they are not going to... No, he's going to... I hope I'm to so, God that, you know, and you know what, she Chelsea, says no. Chelsea... Yeah, I hope to God that she says no and she says it before him because he's going to say no for sure. Mm -hmm. But I hope to God that that Chelsea realizes that she dodged a bullet with this one. Yeah, well, this is when I just went, yeah, ding, 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 yep. ding. This yep. is, That's this the is minute funny. I heard Portland, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. So then we get to meet Paul's mom, who oh. is just... Here a we hoot. go. Okay. Yes. And and this is when I said at the top of the show that we got some answers. We got some answers. Yes. And I was so upset when Micah called it out because I thought I was a genius when I wrote it down. And just I wanted to say in my notes, I wrote it before Micah said it. So there we go. What did she say? Well, the basically, mom, mom, we meet Paul's mom. Uh -huh. She is, you know, kind of, you. we meet her and I'm like. She's Micah like yeah. 25 years, yes. 30 years from now. I see her and I'm like. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I never quite understood Paul's attraction to Micah, mm -hmm. especially in the pods. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, 
Micah, Micah's very pretty. I'm not here to, you know, I think everyone thinks she's this bombshell. She's very attractive. I don't think she's, but most she's, beautiful. you know, she's not the most beautiful person ever, but I mean, she is very, very pretty. And so, but I could see something like, why is Paul so into her? What is it about her energy mm-hmm. that Paul likes? And then you meet that mom and you're like, oh, she's, he likes his mom. Right. This is his mom. Oh, yeah. Does she say you're and marrying your this. mom? Yes. Yeah. She says it in a confessional outside. She says, well, I guess, you know, she basically, Micah says it. She names it. Yeah. You know? And uh, the mom says that she's never seen him happy and in love, not even close to having a potential fiance. So mm-hmm. this is very different, but you can tell she's thrilled. Oh yeah. She loves Micah. She's already done her full legal yes. research on yes. her. She's a paralegal. <laughs> <laughs> so she's done her research. She tracked her down. She figured out who she was. She's investigated her. She's, I guess, given her her approval. Yeah. So and they both like, have that bleach dyed blonde yeah. hair, kind of like light and fluffy. Yeah, and, dressed cute. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was the other part of it, too, is because Paul's so analytical. But I think when he talked about, you know, he loved Michael's perspective on life. Because like, she's yeah, more easy. Easy going yeah. and light. And, you know, this is life. I think that this is the stuff his mom would say to him. And I think his mom would say these things to calm him down, mm-hmm. to make him feel good and safe and centered. And I think that that's what Micah did for him. And yeah. I think that's what makes him feel good. Yeah. So, so that was very interesting. <laughs> so then um, Brett and Tiffany go to Brett's apartment. And, you know, again, there's really not any drama yeah. here. He's got a lot of shoes, which, of course, he's a shoe designer. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. His apartment is immaculate. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's very clean. Um, you know, there's there's nothing... Yes. There's nothing. Yeah. It's like they're talking about, well, um, we might need some more closet space. Like, yeah, we can move into a different unit that's bigger. I mean, it's just like, and she's yeah. like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so then we go to Bliss and Zach. Um, so Bliss is going over to, is this Zach's real apartment? Yeah, or? I, be- I believe so. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's remember, right. they do move in. And because he's got all of these weird... Um, sound he's got the sound system where different songs play when yeah you, um he's okay zach is a complete and total nerd oh yeah i mean just nerdy nerdy and so yeah he's got all the, he, he they're both into harry potter and he's got harry potter music that plays when you walk into the bedroom like that's yeah. supposed to be romantic well, i mean and he commissioned an owl painting and i think the owl's <laughs> playing a guitar oh or and the owl has know. something to do with harry potter yeah. and she loves harry potter so she loves the owl thing yeah. and i'm just looking at these two they're the way they talk they're both yeah. very geeky kind of yeah. awkward but they and their banter like to me seems painful but yes. they like it yes they like she likes his goofiness mm-hmm. she, i'm so like, wow like well thank god these two came yeah. back together again and this is what i also wonder too is um i wonder if it just when they were in the pods it all just scared zach so much mm-hmm. and this was what i you know this is what's frustrating me about and maybe he did say this to her off camera but this is the part that's really frustrating me is and she continues to make li- little jabs you know like he you know she keeps like she'll keep making these little jabs about like not picking her and and the jabs she'll say things like you know oh she'll make a backhanded comment about it and then he says at one point oh i'm sorry and then she'll she teared up and then 
he and she'll say like oh it's all right i guess but obviously it's not all right mm-hmm. like it still really bothers her and um y- you know it would be a lot better if you know if she really said and she does later on like i'm really after they get engaged but like i'm really hurt you know i i can't let my guard down with you like i feel this way but I think it would have gone a long way if Zach could just say to her, you know, I met you, we clicked, I'm an odd duck, and I clicked with you in a way that I've never clicked before. Mm -hmm. I met someone who was me, and then it scared the crap out of Mm -hmm. me. And I've never met anyone like that. I think that that would have been better than what his other explanations were. And I wonder if that's really what he did, why he did what he did. I also think Irina fooled him, but that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. We may never know. Anyway, they have their date. (laughs) He ruins the stakes. I don't, yeah, what was wrong with the stakes? Okay, so he's Suvian. Okay, and if you are a top chef, watcher, follower, you will know this one. He sous vide them which is basically where you put a meat in a bag and you put it you put it in water uh-huh. and it does something it like steams it or something i think it's the grossest way to cook something but apparently when you take it out if it works right it's great but hands down every single final of top chef someone decides to sous vide something uh-huh. and they've never sous vide anything before and it always fucks up cuz it looked like it was just still raw yeah cuz cuz you have to like the thing with it is, unlike when you cook something mm-hmm. where you can kind of look at it and see and test it, sous vide, you kind of have to trust. Like, you have to put it in the bag and mm. put it into the machine and then walk away for whatever length of time. And I don't understand why people sous vide things. Well, why really couldn't don't. he have just taken them and then just cooked them? Because I think they've been submerged or water got in. Oh. So I, I think that, that yeah. So, well, okay. So just don't sous vide. If you're on Top Chef, don't sous vide anything. And if you have a date with someone that you really care about them, do something you've done before. Right. Don't, it's not time <laughs> to experiment. Yeah. Don't experiment. But yeah. Okay. So next, um, we have to go back to Kwame's apartment in Portland. Oh, yeah. And this apartment really is... Ooh. Um. So, yeah. He says he needs to get his Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's he like, misses I, his Xbox. I need to get my clothes and some Xbox. And boy, does this look like a disgusting bachelor oh, pad. Oh, it really is. Like, the, it's a mess. It, it has not been clean. There's clothes everywhere. He says he doesn't really sleep on his bed. He yeah, just he sleeps on the couch. Sleeps on the couch. And yeah, and she was pointing out all these, like, the lotion and all that. And the like, lube. Ugh. She's opening up his bedroom yeah. dresser drawer. Yeah, it's all, it's a lot. It is a lot. And again, and then he says to her he says to her not to her he says to the camera he's like yeah i really love portland you know i play soccer here with a group of people five times a week i play um you know i do this every week i have this place where i run it's like well kwame what yeah then why did you you sign up for this show why did you sign up for a show where you were going to meet someone who lived two and a half hours away i know like did you think that someone else was going to be in Portland, too? I mean, you have this life. You're happy in this life. Like, what were you thinking? Yeah, I'm, and that's I'm, the part. And each time he talked about this, I was like, what so are we doing? annoyed with him. Yeah. Okay. So then we go back to Jackie, who's still completely and totally stressed out. Again, talking about how her mom is not happy. She's, you know, uh, Marshall's sister, brother-in-law and niece are coming over and she's 
just she's like, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm not sure if she means she doesn't know if she can meet them or she doesn't know if she can do this. Yeah, I thing, know. Period. It's at so all. weird. Yeah, I, I thought it was her family coming over there for a while. I'm like, oh, this is his family. Like, yeah. why are you freaking out? So, yeah, that's and, you know, Marshall's sister, you know, well, says she lovely. really likes her. And yeah, they I don't think they have any idea, obviously, how, what's how going her, on. Yeah. But, you know, um, just, they seem very nice. Yes. Yeah. Very delightful. So then we go to Paul's apartment mm-hmm. and Micah wants to change everything in yeah. it because he's just got like couches. He got off Craigslist or the side of the road. And um, this is where she brings up that uh, she wants to split her time between Seattle and Arizona. And I was like, wait a second. Where did Arizona come from? Yeah, I was like, where? We have never heard about Arizona ever, 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 ever. No. This entire time. No. We've never heard about Arizona. And again, I have a suspicion that she's really from Arizona and she wanted to be on this season mm-hmm. of Love is Blind, which is probably never going to go to Phoenix or, you know. But the whole, the other thing is, is that, but she does have a group of friends there. We did meet friends of hers. So I wonder yeah. if, I wonder if she splits her time. I bet you that she's someone who maybe is, you know, Arizona's very hot. So, I mean, I wonder if she kind of in, Seattle's rainy. I wonder if she does split her time between the two much more, but it does seem weird. Yeah. And then she says, I think she says that they would move into Paul's apartment, but she has to change everything. Yeah. Um, Because, but then that makes, so she has, she must have a roommate or something. I don't know. I have no idea, but it seemed weird to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Paul, I think he's just kind of like, what? He's kind of like a deer in headlights. See, I think, that one. I think he doesn't care about her changing things, but I don't think he wants to move. And he no. kind of like laughs through everything. He's like, ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, but I don't, I don't want to do that. Ha 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 ha. It's weird. What did he say? He says, it feels different when we have these. It feels like a different person when we have these tough conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the what? Yeah. Again, Paul, why did you go? Yes. Again. This casting. Uh, I don't know. Okay. So then I, we're back to Tiffany and Brett. Uh, they're talking um, about money. Yeah. I thought this was an interesting conversation. But also at the end of it, again, it's kind of like, okay, you Mm -hmm. know, he's talking about how, you know, he likes nice things. And she says, well, how, what's the most you ever spent on one thing? And he says he spent $1,200 on a, you know, like a Louis Vuitton suitcase or something. And she's like, oh my God, $1,200. You know, again, they're trying to stir up something, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't really care. You know, I get the sense that he, she's a client recruiter. And he's a design director. I, I get the sense that he makes a lot of money mm-hmm. and he makes a lot more, more more than her. And I think that she's just trying to figure out like, oh, my God, you know, are you someone who f- is flashy and just spends mm-hmm. a bunch of money on stuff? And he's basically saying, no, I'm not. And mm-hmm. she's like, OK, great. And great. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. And they're hardworking people and you're going to have yeah. plenty of money. And they're talking about how, you know, they're going to share their money. They're not going to be like, well, mm-hmm. you know, this is yours. Yeah, and this is mine. And again, th- yeah. not, no, they're there Two two normal, reasonable people that have thought everything through in their lives. They're settled in what they're doing and they're happy to still be where they are. Yeah. You know, so okay, okay. <laughs> so so much for that. So then we go to Zach and Bliss are on this uh 
weird boat ride. Yes. Um, and this is where he proposes. Yeah, that was, again, fast. I didn't think it was going to happen yeah. this fast, but okay. And, yeah, and they're both, again, I wrote here, they're both dorks. <laughs> well, this was the other thing, is he says something to her, like, I hate that hat because I can't kiss you. Mm. And she's like, oh, well, you're going to have to work for it. So she takes off the hat, and then he dives in, and he starts kissing her, and she keeps talking. He's like... It was like, oh, that's weird and awkward. And then all of a sudden, he's down on one knee. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to propose? Why? Wait now. I was like, wait it out a little bit. Oh, my God. She said yes. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm in the moment with all of this. I'm like, what is happening? And then I thought, well, wait a second. Do they have to do it now? Because they, they want to be on the same track as the yeah, other couple. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, do they have to? Do they want the free wedding? Do they need that free wedding? <laughs> Like, is this what needs to happen? And then when I saw them packing up their stuff, going into the apartments, I'm like, I guess so. Yeah. No. I guess we have to keep going. They they lost some time, but they are back on they track. They are back on Actually, it. I don't think they even lost that much time. No, they I didn't. Mean, couple but did days. you hear that comment where she's like, oh, my family's going to stop calling me a spinster. I'm like, you're 32. <laughs> you're 32 years old. You're a spinster? I know. Oh, gosh. This show. I know. Okay, so now we're into episode eight. Uh, Bliss has said yes. And then I have here, we meet Micah's parents, mm -hmm. Paul and Patricia. Patricia. Um, yes. And so they are not what I was expecting yeah, from Micah's parents. All. They yeah. seem like they're from a different family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're just kind of very salt of the earth um not flashy at all and they're talking and, and they're just sort of looking at her like what is happening like you're you're really doing this you know yeah <laughs> they seem very shocked and she tells them that they're gonna move into paul's place and then she's talking about arizona again and um just talking about having a place for her family to come stay I guess she's talking about Seattle. I don't know. I I, I didn't understand this conversation. Yeah. I kind of, I was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know? It was, didn't really, didn't really tell us much. Yes. Um. So now we're back to Marshall and Jackie. Okay. And is this where he talks about things are bleak? Yes. Okay. He says, this is where I have a lot of feelings. Relationship with Jackie is very bleak. So, Jackie and Marshall get in a fight because Jackie tells him that he needs to boss up and be a man, that he wasn't being enough of a man. And I guess this is around maybe sex. Like I think it's a lot to do with sex. A lot to do with sex. He says that he um, ended up like packing up some stuff and staying at his own apartment. I guess she was, you know, yelling and screaming or something was going on. So he felt like, okay, I need to take some space. So we see him... Um, returning to the shared apartment and with his suitcase. And when he gets there, she's packing up her stuff because she's pissed and she's mad um, because he just left and didn't want to talk it out. And she's mad because we don't have sex. Um, she wants him to do something, try to get, you know, try to get me in the mood. And then um, she basically she says, I, you know, I want you to be more aggressive. I want you to switch it up a little bit. Don't be such a grandpa. Um, and the thing is, is that, right, like, he then says to her, 
Well, hold well, on a he, second. He said something yes. pretty harsh. Yeah. He, he does, but... Well, this is... A, okay. What he says to her, I had some other notes here, too. But the thing is, is that he he's upset with her. He then says to her, you know, he's upset because Jackie does nothing for him, right? That really the relationship is him doing nice right. things for her, nice things for her, nice things, complimenting affirming her, her, affirming her that he has to deal with her moods. And we've seen several times oh, yeah. of these moods that he has to handle. And he's the one being very understanding and that he, she does nothing to make him feel special. And that, what she's asking of him is a lot because, you know, you're asking me to be this guy that I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, why would I suddenly be aggressive right. about something that I'm never going to be aggressive about? And, you know, he says, why did you pick me? And then he says, you know, he saw her as a project. Mm-hmm. And that's with what, potential. With potential. Um, she saw that she was, she had, and then he kind of corrected it himself and said she, he sees her as having limitless potential and he wanted to uplift and empower her. And this was when, uh, Marshall lost me a little bit. Cause I love you, Marshall. I think you're awesome. I think you're great. I think you're wise beyond your years, but Marshall, you need to date people that are, that you you need to date. Apparently, Marshall doesn't feel good enough about himself to date people that are on his level. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if he feels like he needs to date people that are projects to him so that he can uplift them. It's like you you be the star of your life. Mm-hmm. You don't need to to be behind someone and lift them up. I think that he's he obviously He's not ready for a serious relationship if he's someone who feels like he can only be with someone that he constantly has to lift up, that he has to be the better person, that he has to be the one to show them the way. Or that he he doesn't believe that he's worthy enough for someone who is already at that, at level. that level. Yeah. And look, I relate to this. I, I totally relate to this. And yeah, but ultimately it's his issue yes it is and it's his issue to deal with yes and it's not and so this is the part where because i always felt like with marshall i mean from the outside looking in you look at marshall and jackie where you would think like oh my god marshall's a saint and jackie's this mess and isn't he you know isn't he this amazing guy and then you have to be like well what's up with marshall and and what is that saying to really jackie that makes jackie feel like crap because basically what he's saying is, yeah, I think you're a project. I think right. that you're not, no, a, it's whole, not a compliment. whole person. I think that you, I think you have limitless potential, but you need me mm-hmm. to fulfill that for you and lift you up. And, and only I can help you do that. Or my love will help you do that. And, and, and the thing is, is that it was also interesting because she also, when, when he went to her, when he went to her and, and said a few things to her, like, you know, that hurt my feelings, you you saying that grandpa stuff and being aggressive. She then negated those feelings instantly. She was like, oh, it's not that bad. And you can start to see these windows to, I think, a little bit of these symptoms of her family stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just going out on a limb. I get the sense with her family that growing up, there, I don't know about the physical abuse, but I think that there was a lot of verbal and and verbal and emotional abuse growing up and i think that love was withheld a lot and i think her family was very manipulative and i think that um and i think that it is 
very, very hard for her to be with someone who consistently loves her Mm -hmm. without taking the love away. So before Marshall can take the love away, she does something like this to push it away. So she has these drama outbursts because she has to have these drama outbursts. And the minute he said project, I'm like, oh, she has her reason now. She's got her next one. She can hold on to this project yeah. comment every single time she needs to to just keep rolling along with it. Well, isn't didn't she say that her parents were super, super strict? Is she oh, the one who right. said that? Yeah. So there maybe there could have been even some physical abuse and that's why she's never been in a relationship her parents never really allowed her to maybe to do stuff like that but but oh yeah this is really i mean she she has spent her life in that chaos and that's yes. what feels familiar to her and yes. marshall is just sort of this like even keel thing and that freaks her out yeah she doesn't know how to to deal with that but i also wonder is this a pattern for marshall too does marshall continue to meet chaotic women right and try to to, to, like fix them them. up and tame them and make them whatever and you know and what is you know and obviously marshall's getting his ego is getting stroked by being the guy who's getting up early he's like the hero yes yes he really does enjoy being the hero I, 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 I know, but I, I love they, these two, but I really, they sh- they, they're both very young. They should not be watch. getting married. Yeah. Do not get married, but then either don't of you. They, they, they kind of hug and she apologizes. So, yeah, they do this, like, break up, make up, break up, make up. That's but, just part of their dynamic. But at the end of this episode, it's still up in the air about what's going on. Because they go to that party separately. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? So. All right. So, um... What do we have here? Okay, so I think... So then I have next in my notes another conversation with Kwame and Chelsea. This is really starting to get... Oh, God, yeah. Is this about his mother? Difficult to watch. Well, yeah, there's a phone call. Well, first, I think there's a um, conversation where they're talking about kids, and he doesn't seem to really want kids. And she even asks him, do you want to settle down? Because, you know, she's 30 years old, and she's saying, I think she said she wanted to maybe have kids in three years, which Mm -hmm. is reasonable. She's not saying, oh, I got to get pregnant right away. Um, And then, but he's pushing back on that, and she says, do you want to settle down? And then he says that... um, I'm. He says that he's compromising, and that his compromising is is uh pretty darn big yes and yeah and and he's already bitter that he has to walk the dog three times a day Mm -hmm. so this is just more evidence that Kwame is not here for the right reasons oh yeah sorry the mom stuff happened sorry in the scene scene before where the mom was not happy about like he told his mom about getting married she didn't even want to be recorded recorded or anything and i yeah i wrote down like okay now Kwame has another reason that for not getting married my mom doesn't approve right so i don't want to get married that's right they were taking the dog for a bath but we don't even know if he actually talked to his mom that could have been yeah. just fake i don't know yeah he could have been talking to a wall we yeah. don't know we don't know but this isn't not looking yeah good. well she yeah she asks do you want to settle down and then he has a long pause and he looks left and then he looks right and he goes yeah why wouldn't i <laughs> and it's like Okay, yeah. I mean, you can see he's already... God damn you, Kwame. I was with you. 
And this, of all oh, the people. because he's a charmer. And the thing you know? is, is that if Kwame was with Micah right now, I wouldn't be so bothered. I'd be a little bit like, okay, maybe, maybe Micah gets her heart broken. Maybe Micah has a hard time. But like, Chelsea, of all people, she has been nothing. She has been nothing but honest and straightforward. She is asking you straightforward to your face every single time she has said to you, straightforward, this is what I want. This is how I want it. This is what's going to happen. Right. She has not played one iota of a game. She has not hidden anything. She has been nothing but real and honest with you and kind to you. Yeah. How can you do this to her? No, this is messed up. It's fucked up. All right. So then I think the next scene is that um, this is where we meet Micah's friends. Yes, I have and a lot to say. About I don't this. like the friends. I hate especially the, the really drunk um, blonde one. I don't know her yeah. name. Oh, Shelby. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. You you go oh, off with I'm the friends. I'm gonna go off about this. Okay. So Micah brings Paul to her friend, and is it thinks Shelby's birthday party? And um, so this is her two good friends that we meet, Shelby and Micah, and Micah. No, that's Mike is the friend. Michaela, sorry. Mm. And Michaela is spent, spelled with not a K, a C. It was very weird. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so I said, um, I just wrote down like, these friends are a lot. And I can, and then when you meet these friends, you can see how Micah gravitated to Arena. Right. They're so, all drama queens. Yeah. They're just, they are just like Arena. And so, um, then we meet Shelby, and Shelby is, you know, um, so Shelby, of course, is this friend that, you know, Paul has to, quote unquote, pass the friend test with. Mm-hmm. And then they have this very bizarre exchange where, um, so Shelby asks Paul, are you serious? And and I assume that means, like, are you serious about this relationship? Are you serious about all this? And it's a little bit of, like, that's a stupid question, Shelby, because of course he's serious. He put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that mean? What does that mean behind that? But okay. And then, um, so, cause I don't think you would be here. Right. Now. Okay. And then there's the, the such a, the whole exchange makes so such a bizarre thing. So then, she asks, are you serious? And then Paul starts to describe it. He starts to explain. Well, he's like, yeah, but... Um, oh, that's right. They he they start to ask him questions about what his time was like in the quote-unquote experiment and what it was like and is she kind of what you thought she was going to be, like these, these normal questions that people ask. And then he kind of gets into, well, you know, the experiment is set up like this. And he talks a little bit. He literally gets two sentences out. And then Micah kind of cuts him off and goes, oh, didn't I tell you? He's a scientist. He's so analytical. And the girl and the two friends are like, ha, ha, ha. We're not used to all being super analytical like this. And Shelby seems kind of annoyed with him. Yeah, they because, did not make him feel very welcome. Yeah, no, they didn't. Because she's annoyed with him because, what, it's not a one-word answer? I mean, I felt like he's trying to explain. Right. You asked him a question. He's Just trying to explain it no, to you. No, because they're drunk. Yes. They're all loaded. Yeah. And, and they're like, well, they can't focus yeah, they can't. on that many like, words. Oh, we don't really know articulate manner, but this is not us. Um, and then Shelby, Shelby says, oh, yeah, well, I'll have something to say at some point. I'll have something bitchy to say about something at some point with this. And then... Uh, Paul says, um, and Shelby says something like about, keep it up. 
I'm serious about it. Don't say, don't say stuff like that to get me all pissed off. And, um, Micah then says, oh yeah, well, she's easily angered. She keeps kind of making excuses for Shelby. And Paul says to her like, well, I don't care. Which was a very much what he was saying was, I'm not taking your friend Shelby very seriously. Right. Like, I'm not getting my feelings hurt by this drunk dumbass over right, here. Like, right. trust me, I don't see, I don't, she and I don't put it's us not on taking the, same, the bait. Yeah. I don't see us on par. And Micah says, don't be like that. So it's a little bit of like, okay, so Micah, it's okay for your friends to be mean and judgy to Paul, but not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Not the other way around. Like, what if his friends were like this with you? Mm-hmm. You would be livid. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it all came together for me. I was like, I see now. I see why you were friends with Irina. I see how you get into these things. And I also think that, um, I also think that M- Micah is someone who is heavily influenced by the people she spends time with. Mm -hmm. I think the friends that she is with are the people that influence her. Because you can see, and you see it later at the party, now that Irina is out of the picture and it's Bliss, and Bliss is there, and she's got Bliss and Tiffany and Chelsea, and she's got these really solid women that she's around, you like Micah a lot more. Micah becomes an adult. Mm -hmm. Micah becomes more bearable. Mm -hmm. And But when you see Shelby and and, um, Kayla, you're like, oh, God, who is this person? And so it's just, it's interesting to see because obviously this shows you a lot about Micah, that Micah's not a fully developed person, that Mm -hmm. she's still trying to figure out who she is. And at the end of all this, they do this separate like little interview with Michaela and Shelby. And I mean, Shelby can't even stand straight. Shelby's just like, and they don't even let Shelby respond. They're like, well, just give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on Paul. Like, let's just do an emoji here. And she's like, you know, like showing the thumbs do down. Yeah. And, you know, and then Shelby's like hammered and she's crying and telling Micah, like, not to marry Paul. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And Micah is listening to this. Your drunk friend is telling you not to marry this guy after how long you talk to him. This is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. These are the worst friends. <laughs> it, that was terrible. I had to re I honestly rewound it several times because I kept thinking, am I missing something? Or did they cut this weirdly? Because I kept thinking, did I miss something? Did I miss no. something that Paul said? It was just a that cl- they were bothered by because it all he did was start to explain something and they got mad at him. No, it was just a cluster fucking yeah, I just kind of sat there and was when is this going to be over you know <laughs> I, I don't care about these people yeah you know, so they're okay. idiots but yeah yeah, yeah anyway. no micah is yeah she but just, it revealed a lot yeah. that's why i said this episode I, I learned so much about micah in this episode yeah i really did so then they have this get together with everybody and they have some randos um show up from the show uh amber was there um Josh. Josh was there. There might have been maybe one other person, but obviously they're not random. They picked them, you know, to try to trigger some people. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think Paul really didn't seem to give a crap about Amber. Like, yeah. And Amber also looked like she, she kind of looked like she was surprised that he was there. I don't know why she would have been surprised. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this was mostly to try to drive a wedge between Jackie and Marshall, they have Josh, Josh show up. Now, Josh is another one. Who, or maybe get get Micah and Kwame in the same room. Yeah, true. But, like, Josh, 
was pretty drunk and slurring and not yeah. making much sense. Um, what did, what did I Because Marshall shows up alone. He tells Chelsea they had a falling out. He said Jackie's still coming, but she's coming on her own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so she shows up on her own and, you know, Marshall's trying to be nice to her and she's kind of pushing him away a little bit and doesn't really seem to want to talk to him. And then also Tiffany and Kwame have a conversation and Kwame starts. I'm like, I'm like, I'm seeing Kwame. He's starting to lay the foundation. He's telling Tiffany, you know, he feels like he's compromising too much. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Micah talks to Bliss, telling her about Mexico, how Irina hated Zach how she came on to Paul, um, how, you know, Micah was Irina's only friend in the pods. So we learn more about that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, I, and this is where we have the conversation with Brett and Marshall and talking about how, like, Jackie wants that toxic kind of love. Yeah. And, Brett's, and I, I, I'm kind of like, Brett, why are you co-signing on all of this? Like, kind of tell Marshall, like, well, I think on. he's trying to tell him politely. Yeah. You know, and he's just listening to her. I mean, listening to him, you know, um, yeah. Like, he's saying this is the first real man in her life. Um, And, oh, and then he says Jackie has never told him that she loves him. She's like, care for you. Yeah. This this just gets worse and worse. So they're they're trying to put Josh in there. But I don't think that... Oh, Jackie's no. really picking up on him. She doesn't really care. And they're just doing this for drama, but yeah. it's stupid. He's drunk. And He's, she's like, you know, we never talked about emotions or anything yeah. in the pods. Why are you talking about this now? And obviously, I think everyone hated Josh. Yeah, like, all the guys just hated like, him. Kwame, I mean, Kwame doesn't like you. You're annoying to Kwame. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody likes you. You're very annoying. Yeah. But, and then I also feel like yeah, like Micah was maybe trying to get some attention out of Kwame. Yeah, a little he bit. Was, but he also wasn't really picking it up either because she she was like, oh, you know, I still think about you and I care about you, et cetera, et cetera. And he's just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. This whole party, I don't think it accomplished anything uh, that the producers, the producers wanted. wanted. Amber didn't, there was nothing between Paul and Amber hmm you know there's yeah no scenes so well paul ran from paul ran from her i think paul yeah. realized like okay you know i saw what happened with micah and kwame I'm yeah gonna i'm not gonna in the opposite this. direction so that nothing happened there and um you know micah and kwame have kind of learned their lessons so they're not going to go down that road mm-hmm. and yeah it was a, it wasn't as explosive as they thought it was going to be for sure um the other thing is we didn't cover is they also did this other thing where we see Zach and Bliss move <laughs> move into the apartment, which I thought was hilarious. It's like, okay, here we go. We're going to move into these apartments too. Uh-huh. And then Zach starts talking about his life. He's like, yeah, I just moved to Seattle. I just started my own law firm. And then I went on, came on the show and then I'm getting married. I'm like, God, are you people so desperate that like, would you, if you just moved somewhere and started your own firm where your livelihood is connected to it, would you really go on a show that would mean that you're not going to work for a month and then where you're going to have this wedding and do all of this. Maybe he thinks it'll be good PR. Maybe he does. I just think what is up with you people? I I guess, I guess, you know what? Listen, 
someone came to me, maybe I would, uh, maybe I would ditch everything too, to be on a reality show. Takes, I have no idea. I know it takes a certain kind of person to go on a reality show at all, especially one like this. And I mean, yeah, I never in a million years would even consider it. So, I mean, these people are different, you know, so they're just, you would never go on a reality show. I don't think so. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't think I could handle the, um, the scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can handle the scrutiny. I would go on a reality show if the scrutiny was on other people and I could just be an expert talking about other people. <laughs> yeah. Which is oh, what we do here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Where we just talk sh- yeah. shit about people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or um, give advice or something yeah. like that. I could do that in a heartbeat. But the rest of this stuff, like, but the whole idea of going anywhere and, like, having to just, like, pause your entire life mm-hmm. for a month or something. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I don't know. And maybe it, that's why you need to get 25, 26 year olds. I could do that then. Now I really can't do it. It's too many. I have too many other things. Oh, I gotta yeah. Deal I mean, with. these people, yeah, they're younger. They're just, they're just starting their lives and yeah. And actually, and also I'm not that interesting. Like, you know, you have to be really interesting to be compelling on television, yeah. you know, and, and it's interesting interesting that we the things that we criticize people for that are on reality tv mm-hmm. are the very things that make them interesting yeah it's and true. if they didn't do those things well, no one would be watching because it'd be like watching paint dry yeah no it's like brett and tiffany exactly they are, they are the kind of people that i would want to hang out with and they are incredibly boring right yeah right so all right well i guess that's it then it's a compliment that we are not reality stars <laughs> <laughs> we're too normal all right. Well, okay. that was Love is Blind. I'm telling you, this damn show, it's so good. It, it really gets is. you sucked in. It's sucked in. I don't know. But I'm starting to wonder if I'm too old to watch this show because I'm just so... These people are so young, and I just look at them, and I'm like... I don't know. Hard oh, to Brooke, relate what, to a lot of I this. Mean, okay, but... These are all what most reality shows are. Are we going to have to, we're going to have to get, we're going to start talking about higher level <laughs> Geri- caliber? Geriatrics. Geriatric life. versions of reality shows? No, no, no. I mean, uh, but I just wonder, like, am I too, am I too cynical? Do I, mm. do I look at this through too cynical of a lens? Oh. You know what I mean? Well, just think about Tiffany and Brett. Look at these two. They would have never met. Yes, it, no, it well, this worked and for if, them. And if these two don't get married, I'm going to be livid. Yeah, I guess, look, one out of five. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I, I, I can't really see. I can kind of see Paul and Micah getting married. Yeah, even. I can see that. I'm, I'm feeling a slightly more. I, I, I can see them getting married. I wonder if they're going to last. Mm-hmm. But um, and maybe Zach and Bliss. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. I have more faith in Zach and Bliss than I do in... Because Zach and Bliss both are on the same page. They want the same things. Mm-hmm. They're sort of in the same space. Um, so I'm, I'm... I have more hope for them. The other pairs should not be getting married. No, they shouldn't be. Marshall and... Um, and, y- you know, Chelsea should be getting married, just not to Kwame. So... Yeah. No, hopefully through this experience, she'll meet another... <laughs> person who's ready who's actually ready to get married and uh kwami's not ready to get married yeah at all all right right. well thanks for joining us if you're still here thank you and um if you like the podcast we would appreciate it 
if you would subscribe. Yes. Um, give us a five-star rating and review on yes. iTunes. Yes, we appreciate that. And we are doing our, uh, I guess we'll have one more episode of Love is Blind for the last there might be three well, episodes. I don't know how I many think are left. Three more, and then there's one that's we're, we're going to have like two more installments because I think there's three more where they have the weddings, and uh-huh. then I think there's going to be like after the altar. Okay, I think. All right. Well, we'll but, and don't forget we have we are on social media now. That's right. We are on um, Instagram at Pop and. TikTok. And TikTok. As Cyclical Pop. Yeah. So please, we need followers. Yes, <laughs> we please just started. To spread the word. Yes. Follow us. New subscribers. Um, so you can follow us so that you get up to date on when all of the shows are being posted. But if you subscribe, you'll get those as well. Yeah. And just, you know, we're going to be posting pictures from our childhood and articles and various other things so mm-hmm. you want to stay tuned for that and we're still doing our sister wives rewind yes. every tuesday um so tune in for that if you like sister wives and we're going to be wrapping up extreme sisters here in an episode if you yeah. <laughs> if you made it this far with extreme sisters and you know who knows what's next yes very excited. Yes. So thank you so much. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com